Here's what's coming up on today's show. Because we'd rather know that prior to retiring and kind of, I would say, start to learn that budget as opposed to you're retired, we didn't plan on it, and now we're really scrambling to um, get you the difference from that. So we want our clients to walk in in retirement very clear and very confident that, hey, you know what? We planned for this. It's going to go as scheduled. We'll be good. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. Uh, Joining me today is Dan Oakleaf. I am Ben Schrock and we're going to talk about planning and retirement in a new year. So Dan, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah. And if you missed our last episode, we talked about year-end planning as we sit here recording this, um, again, a week before Thanksgiving. So we're, we're nearing the end of 2023. We talked about a lot of different items uh, that people need to think about uh, when it comes to uh, retiring, not retiring at the end of the year, but just finishing out your year. Yep. Um, so Dan and I went through a, a list of different items. It can be overwhelming. So just kind of listen into that and see things. And if you have questions, you can always reach out to us. But um, this episode, we're going to talk about planning retirement in a new year. So again, we're going to fast forward here a little bit, predict that we're project that we're in 2024 and you're deciding or you're sitting here in 2023 today saying I'm retiring in 2024. What are those things that we need to think about? And uh, what are the things that we need to take into consideration when planning for retirement? All right, Dan. So if you are advising a client or a client's coming to you and they're saying I'm retiring in 2024, uh, what are some of those things that you want to start talking about with them uh, to help them prepare for that retirement? Yeah. So for a timeline perspective, we usually like to get the conversation going about six to nine months before they actually retire. Um, That will help us with the intricacies of the actual retirement plan. Um, What people need to think about, and Ben will chime in and kind of give you a couple topics here. Um, One big thing is, is figuring out when you're retiring, are you going to turn on Social Security immediately when you retire? Yep. Are you going to defer it? What's the best way possible for your situation, your family from a Social Security perspective? Now, we like our clients to be able to log into Social Security so we can pull the numbers right from there. Um, it's very easy from the perspective now of people retiring and turning on Social Security. The application's right online. So you log in, you say, start my retirement application. It's very easy. It usually in our office takes us about 15 to 17 minutes to complete it. But that whole hassle that used to be a big, big process back in the day is now very, very much streamlined and it's very easy to do. So that's the first thing is figuring out, okay, what am I going to do with my social security? Yeah. And from there, we kind of branch out, you know, when, when someone comes to us and, and talks about retirement and, and wanting to retire you know, we're, we're asking a lot more detailed questions and, and it always starts with income planning yep. point, you know, number one. And and the main sources for the vast majority of people out there is Social Security. So that's why Dan's kind of leading into that. And yep. it's very difficult for us to sit in our chairs and advise someone on retiring if they don't know how much they're going to receive from Social Security. Now, we right. can... We can speculate and we can throw a placeholder in there, but ultimately it helps us if a client comes in prepared or a prospective client comes in prepared and knows those numbers. So logging yep. in in advance, getting those numbers uh, for us helps us with you know giving them the accurate information. For sure, for sure. And I always tell people, and we joke about it. It's it's you know it's not 
we, we want the, the most accurate numbers possible, right? We, yep. I mean, we're de- designing this this plan for people. So for, for numbers to be fabricated, really, you're only shooting yourself <laughs> in the problem. foot, yep. right? Yep. So, you know, having that stuff gets us, yeah, gets that ball rolling. But yeah, absolutely. Starting with that social security plan, getting that foundation on that income, and then branching out from there. So yep. once we know that, um, what's kind of the, the, I guess, another step or step two from, from that? Yeah, so the next step is is to determine whether or not you have a pension. So this could be a private pension through a company or a public pension like in our in Ohio, STRS, SERS, OPERS, um, OPNF, multiple places that you could have a pension. So here's the really cool thing about pensions. They're going to have a bunch of different options within them. So they might have what they call a single life option. Yep. They might have a joint life option. They may have a period certain option. They may have a partial lump sum option payment, which is called a plop. Um, they might have a full um, withdrawal provision or a full rollover amount, which a lot of people in private pensions d- yeah. uh, do and look at. So that's something that we like to educate our clients on the differences between those options and say, hey, based on your guys' situation, this is probably what the best option is for you guys. So that's something good for us to know about is because some people do have that uh, lump sum option, some people don't. So getting to know what your options are before the last month you retire is huge and it will really help from a planning perspective. Yeah. So, and again, that's if you're fortunate enough to have a pension as, as we've seen as years have gone on, less and less pensions are out there. So again, that's always important to know if you have one. And then ultimately it's through that discussion, solving for that income need, you're, you're planning to say, okay, here's our fixed income. We now know what this is. Yep. You know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith here want, um, you know, $5,000, $6,000 a month. Yep. And they only have X amount coming in from social security. Now we start talking about assets, yep. right? To say, okay, what's in your 401k? Do you have IRAs? Do you have Roth? So we start figuring out yep. all that information. Um, so having that stuff ready, readily available in that checklist, right? Yep. Knowing where your stuff is right. and not necessarily how it's invested. We don't necessarily need to know right away what stocks or mutual funds you're you're invested in, but we need to know if it's in an IRA, is it in yep. a 401k, is it in a Roth, you know, where is the tax umbrella, as we call it, uh, where do those inv- vehicles and those investment vehicles fall under that tax umbrella, right? Yeah, and that's the big thing with 401k. So when you leave an employer, if you're private, it's a 401k. If you're public, it might be a 403b or what they call a deferred comp or a 457. So you have the option to a lot of times leave it there, leave yeah. it at the employer. Do you want to roll it over to an IRA? That's something that we like to plan on and kind of figure out what's the best thing for you. If people do want to roll it over to an IRA, we usually wait till about two to four weeks after you actually separate from service, just in case that last pay will get in there so you don't have to do multiple transactions when you roll the money over from your 401k to your IRA. So that's something big that we have to look at is, is what are you going to do with your employer-sponsored plan? Yep. So if you're following along, what we're doing through this checklist, check one, we're we're making sure they know what their social security amount is yep. or or have a login where they can pull that up and grab that information. Step two, do you have a pension or not? I yep. think that's pretty self-explanatory. Now, again, there could be an old orphan pension out there somewhere. Right. You worked, you know, I don't know, three years for Goodyear and you had a pension. I, I, who knows? But do you have a pension out there, um, you know, figuring that out? And kind of step three is knowing where your assets are, yep. okay? Figuring out where they're allocated uh, in terms of uh, the, the tax stru- structure of those. And then really in that that step kind of three, four is knowing that budget, knowing how right. much you want to spend right. in retirement because then it allows us to close that gap and figure that out. And one of those big things that 
oftentimes, again, gets overlooked, as I mentioned in the last uh, podcast, is the cost of health insurance. For you sure. know, that's something that if we're retiring prior to 65 is going to be a completely different design than if we were retiring after 65, right? It's a whirlwind. So we have Aaron. We use Aaron Carbone. Um, she does a great job with comparing, for example, if we have a client who's 63 years old, right, and they're retiring, she's going to go out and shop the marketplace for healthcare to see, hey, if your company offers a retiree healthcare plan, yeah. which one is better? Which one has a higher deductible? Which has a higher out-of-pocket max? Which one for you and your family is going to be the best way to go? And that also depends on are you carrying on another spouse? Are you carrying yeah. on kids? So that's something that we kind of um, weave into our financial plan is, is what's the best way to go from a medical standpoint and a, uh, if you're pre-Medicare or post-Medicare. Now, post-Medicare is a little bit easier from that side is, is you don't have to bridge the gap to getting to that Medicare age. Yeah. But there is certain, I would say, checklists and dates to consider when you hit Medicare, when you turn it on, if you're going to work past 65, what's the best way to do Medicare Part A and B? And we really lean on Aaron, but we want you to understand, okay, what are the dates you need to consider to make sure you do everything in the right way so you don't get penalized for right. it? Yeah, because I think that, and that typically comes up in that budget conversation where it's, it's I don't want to say it's an afterthought, but you know, to, to us, it, it oftentimes falls through the cracks because it's something where, well, I don't really know. I've, I've been employed. It's my, my employer's covered it or it's been deducted from my paycheck. I yep. need, and I'm living off of this four or 5,000. Well, now you got to pay for your own. So we got to build that back in. If you thought you need $5,000 a month, well, we need to bake in another $700 a month to cover in your, your right. insurance or whatever it might be. So, you know, that usually comes up in that, that income conversation, right? Cause, Cause we'd rather know that prior to retiring and kind of, I would say start to learn yeah. that budget as opposed to you're retired, we didn't plan on it, and now we're really scrambling to um, get you the difference from that. So we want our clients to walk in in retirement very clear and very confident that, hey, you know what? We plan for this. It's going to go as scheduled. We'll yeah. be good. Yep. And then from there, once we know whether they have a shortfall or a surplus or you know whatever their, their situation might be from their income, we can then decide how the, the actual investments should be um, invested or the money should be invested to give the client the ultimate, you know, I guess ultimately give the client the best chance of success in retirement, right? right. Yeah, hundred percent. And whether we're doing that, you know, if we're talking about income streams, we're either doing that through, you know, interest rate on fixed income or uh, dividends through our stock and, and equity positions, or if we need another guaranteed source of income, we can use a thing like, uh, like annuities. So again, that's on us to you know, figure out our team looks, you know, we always get together and meet and discuss those things, but um, that's our job to figure out how we would invest those uh, monies for the client to ultimately, you know, like I said, give them the best chance of success in retirement. Yeah. And that's the big deal for us when we meet with our clients, we're going to know through a couple meetings and then multiple meetings, if you've been clients for years is what your risk tolerance is, what your risk capacity is, how this is going to work and how it's going to fit in your plan. Cause a lot of people come to us and say, Hey, I have this amount of assets saved. But when we ask them, what is your withdrawal strategy? They're like, I don't know. I mean, I'll just pull out whatever I need. Yeah. And that's not a strategy from our standpoint. It could be one, but it's maybe not the most efficient thing we can do. So we're going to try to build that income strategy that's best for you and your family situation and figure out, okay, where's the best way to go from here? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like just uh, an income strategy like, hey, I need $3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pull out $3,000 a month. 
it's also taking it a step further saying how much of that 3000 are we taking from the IRA, how much from the Roth, how much from that brokerage account. Right. So design like really customizing that plan specifically for that client. Absolutely. And it's honestly, it's going to be based on year to year. Yeah. So if a year's down, we might have a different strategy for the income and what you guys need as opposed to the markets flying, it's up 20%. Yep. Yep. So that's something we're all going to take into account and figure out with Keith, who's our chief investment officer on what we need to do for your portfolio in order to hit yep. your match. That's why we don't like to use, on our side, um, we like to use specified portfolios because we know every client that comes in, they're not the same. So it's going to be based and geared as to what this client may need. They might need more income yeah. than another. So we're going to, we're going to build them and base them based on your client's wants and needs. So, yeah. And then, you know, really, as we're taking you through this checklist, this journey, um, the last step would be that execution of it. You know, if a client decides to hire us, it's it's a matter of executing everything and making the phone calls that we need to make and, yep. and filling out the paperwork that needs to be completed so that that the client can ultimately retire in, in a timely manner. For and, sure. And that's the the most important part is meeting their uh, their deadline. Nothing's, I don't want to say harder. We like our challenges, but when a client wants to retire in like a week or a month, it, sure. it, it definitely, uh, there's uh, definitely a strain. Yeah. You got to push a little bit harder to get through this. So that's why, as Dan mentioned, six to nine months is a great timeline to start checking these things off. Yep. Even if you're a little bit more proactive, a year to two years out yep. isn't too far out in advance. Yep. Um, and it's, it's interesting because we actually have our, our own process, our unlock process that you know, takes a prospective client down that journey. And it's very similar to that checklist that, that we kind of went through. So, yeah. And that's the one big thing that we see, um, with clients is, is it can be overwhelming. That's why I'll, we always tell people it's nice to have somebody on the phone calls with you yeah. helping you out because we always, we always laugh about it, but every client retires once or hopefully retires once. Yeah. We retire about 100 to 150 people a year, so we understand the process, we yep. understand the phone calls, the questions to ask to make it go smoothly. So lean on us when you get to that retirement phase because we're here to help you and kind of figure out, okay, what's the best thing do, to do for your situation? So Right, yeah, so again, if you're uh, following along, we started with this whole six to nine month period, right? So figuring out, you know, the fixed income first, and then you know, that comes from a social security planning perspective, then a pension perspective, then it's more of that um, allocation or where, how much money we have, how is it invested in, in what tax buckets, and then it's budgeting, health insurance, figuring out how much the client wants to spend. Um, then it comes down to closing that gap, figuring out the income stream, where we're putting the money to generate the income stream. Then lastly, the execution of that. And I know it sounds pretty simple as we rattle it off, but it is a lengthy process and it does take time. So, you know, allowing yourself enough time and enough runway to complete that is, is going to be crucial. Absolutely. So... All right, Dan, is there any, and I know that's, that's a rough checklist, right? Yeah. You know, those are key, those are key topics that we kind of touch on. Yeah. Now, obviously there's a couple more things from that end, but those are the major things we like to hit because if you don't know those things, it's kind of going to be a circus from that side. Yeah. So those are your, we call them pillars. Uh, from yeah. a retirement standpoint, is to what we really truly need to know before we can get you out that door and get you retired. Well, and of course, you're going to have those one offs. A client might be, well, someone out there, oh, that's not me. I own all this real estate. I got to start selling these houses. Well, yeah. I get that, right? We, yeah. But for the vast majority of people that we see, that's yeah. kind of the journey that, the basics, that yeah. someone can expect. And there's always going to be one offs. There's going to be an extra step where we have to do some tax planning when you sell a business, some legal work if we need trusts and wills and stuff like that. So that is going to be 
interwoven within that process. Yep. That's why, again, that six to nine month time frame is going to also vary depending on the client and the situation. For sure. So Absolutely. this isn't a one size hat fits all. We realize that, but it's again, for the vast majority of people out there, that's um, what they can expect from a timeline perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else, Danny, want to add? Nope. I think that's good. I think I think if you follow those and kind of go through that, I think you're going to have a good process of retirement. So. Yeah, and I think having someone there to hold your hand through that process is For key, sure. too. Absolutely. So. All righty, folks. Um, Dan, appreciate you hopping on. And if you all have any questions for us or in, want us to talk about any other topics, you can reach out to our office at 330-473-1060. Or you can look us up online at www.bashrock-fg.com. And you can submit any uh, inquiries there. Uh, again, Dan, thanks for joining me. And uh, stay tuned for another episode. Thanks, Ben. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.